When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We'll take you right up until 10 o'clock. Then we're going to hand things off to our pals Gordon and Larry. Larry and Gordon, the dynamic duo. And as always, you can tweet at me at Dan Grasso, G-R-A-C-A. Good to be back in the seat, hanging with DNR and Rick in the morning yesterday. Back here for the next couple of nights. Then things get all rearranged again. We'll keep you updated, though, as we move forward through the program. We also got both of our baseball teams back in action tonight. On the same day, Mets victorious last night in Houston. Shocked the you-know-what out of me. Certainly, my confidence is pretty low in what this team can accomplish the rest of the way. You know what? You win a game. You got a well-pitched performance from Max Scherzer. Bats came alive a couple of the innings, and that was all she wrote against an Astros team that right now is hurting a little bit. But you know what? You get them at the right time, win one of these next two games, you get the series. See if Verlander can follow up Max's exploits on the mound and pitch a gem. It's going to be tough for him. You know, I mean... They got all the pomp and circumstance, the video tribute, the ring ceremony for him last night. So at least he could get that out of the way, the emotional aspect of it. But tonight, now he's just got to go out there and pitch. You know, go out there and do what this team needs you to be as one of the co-aces of this team and go win a series. That's what the objective for Justin Verlander is tonight. So we'll talk a little bit about the Mets. Not a little bit, a lot about the Mets a little bit later on in the program here. But we want to start with the Yanks because they're going to be first up here tonight. And they come back licking their wounds, certainly from a weekend to forget. In New England, you know, when Barry Manilow wrote the song, he wasn't talking about the Yankees uh, in the last few days up there in Boston because it was a, a, a lot to be desired, certainly. And their offensive futility, which just continues to unfortunately sabotage them in the absence of one Aaron Judge. And, and that's still the overriding theme. You know, we talked a lot about it yesterday, and it's been poor, right? And I understand that grand scheme of things, Yankees are still in decent enough shape. You know, they're in that tread water phase. They're at that point right now where you could be better, you could be worse. You know, you could be where the Mets are right now. Instead, the Yankees are still playing winning baseball. They're still right there in the conversation for a playoff spot. But in the grand scheme of things, you got to be careful, right? Because you can't let this thing continue to snowball. The Yankees are closer to last place right now than they are second place in their own division. Because the Red Sox won again last night. They've now won five in a row. Like, think about this for a second. And the American League East really is a whole. And it's a reflection on, on just the inadequate balances of the divisions in Major League Baseball. Red Sox are in last place right now in the AL East. Last night, they go into Minnesota. They beat the Twins. The Twins are the first place team in the AL Central with a losing record. The Red Sox, as the last place team in the East, would be the first place team in the Central. That tells you all you need to know right now. So there are no gimmies in this division. I mean, the Yankees have had a hard time beating the last place team in the American League East. And if the bats are maybe still not rounding into form, that's why you have a guy like Garrett Cole that you're giving the baseball to tonight. That is what a stopper is. That is what an ace is supposed to do. That when maybe other aspects of your team are not necessarily firing on all cylinders, you expect him to go out there and get the job done. Give you a chance to win the game. You get some reinforcements tonight. Finally, 
It's not the guy that they need. But Harrison Bader is going to be a welcome addition. You know, you're not going to complain because Harrison Bader's back in the lineup tonight. The only question about Harrison Bader is, is you know what, is he actually going to stay in the lineup? You know, it's great that he's out there now and he's going to be here for a couple of days. Fantastic. But what about the rest of the season? Like, when is the next time Harrison Bader is going to land on the injured list? Like, think about it. Right? He's played 26 games this year. He was hurt before the season started. He was hurt when the Yankees got him last year. Only played 100 games in 2021. They need this guy out there. How many more times are you going to have to sit there and live with the likes of the Billy McKinney's of the world and the other guys that Aaron Boone's just writing a name out there because they're a warm body? You know, they brought this guy in for a reason. And Harrison Bader, a guy who wants to get paid in the offseason when he's going into his contract year, you know what? You got to play. You got to be available. That's what they got you for. And again, I need an explanation as to why John Carlos Stanton, for example, right? Designated hitter again tonight in the lineup. All right, that's fine. But I talked about this yesterday. You know, if you're the Yankees and if you're Aaron Boone, allegedly, apparently, according to the reports, Stan was supposed to DH on Saturday in the game against the Red Sox. Game got wiped out because of rain. So then on Sunday, he still didn't play the field. He was the DH in those games. Not that it did him any good or did the Yankees any good because he still can't hit. But I just need to understand, like, what changed from one day to the next? Like, he didn't, you didn't have a game. Like, why couldn't he play the outfield on Sunday? Why can't he play the outfield today? Right? With another day off. Explain to me. Why can't they get this guy on his feet? By his own admission, he even said that I enjoy playing the outfield. I want to play the outfield. It allows me to stay engaged in the game a little bit more as opposed to just being a DH where, you know, you get one at bat an hour and the other times you're down in the cage, either taking more swings, you're looking at video, you're doing other things to prepare for that one at bat. Whereas if you play the outfield, you're in the game. You know, you're locked in each pitch. Ball can be hit to you any single given moment. But the Yankees don't want to put him out there. I understand he's not exactly the most fleet of foot. He's coming back from an injury. Maybe they're afraid that he's going to get hurt again, which you know what is a distinct possibility, given a guy like Stan. But then why tell us that he was ready to play the field on Saturday? And now three days later, he still can't get a glove and go play the outfield. I, I just, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. But the Yankees better figure out this offensive issue that they've been having. You know, look, I understand, and we've talked about this, Aaron Judge is really good. And Aaron Judge is really important to this team. He's the most valuable player in all of Major League Baseball. You can make that argument. But with him out of the lineup, these other guys, they have got to produce. There's no other way around it. Rizzo's got to be better than four for 48. Stanton's got to be better than four for 38. Right? DJ LeMahieu, a guy who won not one, but two batting titles. Why has he been slumping so bad? Explain that. Josh Donaldson, you know, I understand that it's several years removed, but Josh Donaldson has an MVP award. You know, he's done some things as a big leaguer. You need these guys to help stem the tide for you. They just aren't doing it. Why? I have no idea. You could speak to the flaws of the roster. You could speak to team building, all of those things. But nevertheless, you know what? You can't just sit there and wait for Aaron Judge to come back. Because you don't know how much longer that's going to be. Although, and we'll get to it in just a couple of minutes here, Yankees supposedly are preaching some optimism about Aaron Judge. 
and when he could potentially return. And maybe, maybe he's turned that proverbial corner, which is nice, right? Nice to see. The Yankees have been really hush-hush about the whole thing. They've been tight-lipped about it. Here was Aaron Boone, actually, you know what, earlier today, talking about Aaron Judge's recovery and the fact that he's somewhat optimistic. Yeah, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing and just my conversations with him. Um, And I feel like he feels like, you know, there's a little bit of breakthrough with that one. So he's been, uh, you know, slowly doing better and able to do more things, but do feel like hopefully that was the start of him really starting to make some real progress. So was there there a breakthrough in that PRP injection that he received? I think just now able to do more things on the toe and, you know, from a balance standpoint, from starting to get up on it, um, you know, a lot of the swelling and stuff is now out of there. So um, feel like feel like he's starting to turn a corner there. You know what I don't understand? Why still speak in so much secrecy? Right? There's a breakthrough there. Like they still don't tell us specifically like what the ailment is, like what the diagnosis is. Is it a sprain? Is it a fracture? Is it a contusion? Like, 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 what is it? You know, let us know. Like, because think about it for a second. The whole world right now, whether you like baseball, whether you don't like baseball, but I'm speaking to the folks in the game, like that they're trying to actually keep these secrets from. Everybody knows that Aaron Judge has a toe injury. They know exactly what toe it is. They know what foot it's on. The whole nine yards. So even if you're trying to be tight-lipped, which is what a lot of these players and coaches in sports do nowadays. Not just baseball, all sports. right? Nobody's worse than hockey. Upper body, lower body, lower body injury. Upper body injury. They don't, they don't tell you anything. But in this case specifically, what is the need to be so secretive? Like you mean to tell me that when Aaron Judge is proclaimed good enough ready to play and he's in the lineup for the New York Yankees, that – Whatever team that they're playing that day or they play the rest of the season, like they don't know that Aaron Judge has an injured toe, like what are they going to do? Throw at his toe, right? Like if you know in football, if you know that a guy is nursing an ankle injury, like maybe, you know, some guys on the defense, when they try to bring him down, maybe they're going to try to take a few shots at that angle and and, and knock him out of the game. What are guys going to do to Aaron Judge? Like are pitchers going to try to bean him in the toe? You know, when people, when, 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 you know, Aaron Judge is on the bases, let's say, and, and he's running to first, or like guys on the other team could intentionally spike him in the toe just to try to see if they could get him out of the game. I, I, I don't foresee that taking place. So, again, why the secrecy? Just tell us what exactly is wrong because when you speak in code, when you speak in all of these, you know, littered in mystery, they come off looking foolish, right? I mean, the guy's got a toe injury. Just tell us what's wrong. Maybe give us a little peek into why it's taking so long and why there doesn't seem to be an update. I I, I hate that stuff. You know, I, I really and truly do. Like, the guy's hurt. He hasn't played for how many weeks? Just tell us what's wrong. And when he's ready, he's ready. And then maybe people will stop asking so many questions and they'll stop prying and they'll try to stop getting behind closed doors and all that stuff. Let us know. Drives me nuts. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. So they're underway at the Bronx tonight. Garrett Cole against George Kirby. Kirby, the local product, by the way. New Yorker. Pitching in his uh, old backyard. We'll see how they fare tonight. Remember, Yankees and Mariners, they just got together recently over in Seattle. And the Yankees um, 
nearly swept that series. Two lopsided wins. I mean, remember, they scored 10 runs in each of the first two games. That was like the last time the Yankee offense produced anything. Um, that was before Judge went down, of course. And then they lost that one nothing game in 10 innings when they were going for the sweep. So they've had success against this team, but this is a different Yankees team, as we know. A judgeless team and a team that really doesn't scare too many when they go out there and they step into that batter's box. And that's got to change, right? Nothing more, nothing less. It has got to change because you heard the Yankees, despite the breakthrough, despite everything else that's going on here, they seem to think that Judge has turned the corner, that Judge will be back soon. But they're not just going to punt these games, right? They, 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 they count just as the same. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll hear a little bit more from the manager. We'll also hear from Brian Cashman, as a matter of fact, the architect of the team. Everybody's All-American, Brian Cashman. Oh, the Yankee fan, they love Cashman. Love him. Done a good job putting his team together. Championship caliber team. See, that's Harvey agreeing with everything I'm saying, but, of course, in his sarcastic nature. He's right on board. I know you are, buddy. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. We'll do the Mets a little bit later as well. Remember, they don't start until the top of the hour because they're in Houston again, that old central time zone bugaboo. Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, two really, 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 really good pitchers. Houston's best, as a matter of fact. So the Mets are going to have their hands full tonight offensively. We'll see if they can do half as well as they did uh, with the bats that they, uh, the success they had last night against Hunter Brown. We'll get into a lot of NBA later. Draft is only a couple of nights away. One prominent member of the Knicks, believe it or not, thinks that they're headed in the right direction, and they're not that far off. Plus, the Rangers, they unveiled their new head coach today, Peter Laviolette. The press conference up in Westchester. Get some thoughts on that in case you missed it as well. Jam-packed program on this Tuesday night. It's going to be a good one, aren't they all? Dan Gross's show, we're rolling until 10. It's a Tuesday, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We got an update already. In the Bronx. That's right. We got news. And the Yankees are on the board first. How about that? First inning offense. This is like murderer's row. Anthony Rizzo, with his fifth hit since the Cubs won the World Series back in 2016. Yeah, you heard me right. RBI double, it's one nothing Yankees. They are off and running. Who said anything about a slump? Who thought this team couldn't get it done? Come on. 
I mean, just listen to the manager before today's game on how they could turn these offensive struggles around. In some cases, track record. Um, you know, I, I know guys we got, especially in the middle of that lineup, are going to hit and get it going. So I, I feel like we have a number of those guys. Um, but also other guys that have, you know, that have come up and have have performed and played a good role for us and are giving us some, you know, things we needed, maybe even unexpectedly, you know, if you go back to the start of the year. So we have, again, you know, I, I know I've been saying it over and over with you guys the last few days with the lineups we're running out there, very capable. And uh, we just got to get a few guys going again. I mean, that's going to be, be the key and believe they will. Look, he's preaching to the choir. I've been saying exactly the same thing. Right. I mean, you look at some of the guys in this lineup uh, as we've detailed. Right. I mean, he's not in there tonight, but DJ LeMahieu is a two time batting champion. John Carlos Stanton is a former MVP. Josh Donaldson's a former MVP. Anthony Rizzo, an all star. How many times over World Series champion? I, I mean, these guys have done something in this game. It's not like they're completely barren of talent just because Judge isn't there. I know that he's the most feared hitter. I understand that he's the catalyst, but it still should be good enough to win games. And, I mean, the excuses have to stop. Excuses have to stop and the whole just sitting around twiddling your thumbs like waiting for all this to start. I mean, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this. In 10 days, it's July, right? We're literally almost at the midway point of the season. When is it going to start? I mean, we've been saying that about the Mets, too, and all of their struggles, but when is this excuse going to fall by the wayside for the New York Yankees? When? There's other teams in baseball right now dealing with a ton of injuries, and somehow, some way, they're still out there getting the job done. All right, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's get to the phone. Say hi to Tommy in Long Island. He's our leadoff hitter. Tom, how are you? How you doing, my friend? Tom, I'm doing outstanding. Tell me, how's things? Uh, what irks me is how can the Yankees be so bad with, without Aaron Judge? How? And, and the mess with when Alonzo went out mm-hmm. were doing well. But now the mess is doing well Alonzo back in, even though we didn't do anything. But what's up with the Yankees? Well, I don't know. First of all, Tommy, I don't know if the Mets are doing well. I mean, they won one game, you know? I don't think they're going to throw a parade after just one win. Well, I didn't mean well that much. But, yeah. uh, they were they did well last night, but they have to do well again tonight and the next day and the next day and the next day to make you forget about just how badly they've been playing. Right. Now, how does the Yankees on on a sports bet? They're my, they're plus one and a half in their own in Yankee Stadium. Right. They got one out. You know why? Because you like you said, have you seen them swing the bats lately? No. No, but, I mean, have you seen them at least try to swing the bats? It hasn't been good. Well, you can go back to Vogelback about that. Well, Vogelback, how about this? Vogelback right now, he's actually hit a couple of home runs over the last few days. Daniel Vogelback know, might yeah. back clean up for the Yankees. <laughs> that was funny, actually. Well, you know, I, I worked on that one. I actually had it pre-written. I worked on that one. It was about 3.30 this afternoon I came up with that one. You're cracking me up. Yeah. Careful. Uh, we don't want you to do anything box. crazy tonight, Tom. The night is still young. You know that. I know. What do you think is going to happen? And I want to talk a quick thing about the Jets, if I may. Sure. What do you think how Aaron Rodgers is going to play? And uh, you think we're going to get, like, another bad feeling about an injury or something like that? 
Have a good Jets. Well, let's hope not, right, Tom? I mean, you don't want to talk injuries now in uh, on no. June the twentieth. Let's 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 be cheerful. Let's be optimistic. Let's be positive that the Jets are actually going to have a season and live up to the expectations that everybody thinks they're going to have. And Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and have maybe an MVP caliber season again. Wouldn't that be great? I I, I really feel it. You know, I feel it. And with the the receivers we got and everybody, I think we're going to do okay. You feel it in your bones, Tom? You feeling the positivity? Uh, 100%. Now, you sure that's not arthritis? That's that's legitimate positivity. Yeah, I well, I have that, too. Well, anyway. You got that. That's what I'm afraid of. All right, Tom, hang in there, buddy. All right? Relax. Thank, enjoy thank, the games thank tonight. Thank you for taking my call. As always, there's our buddy Tommy in Long Island. So he's positive. Positive about the Jets, but not high in the Yankees. And you shouldn't be. You know what? What have the Yankees shown you over the last few days to be excited and to be optimistic? Now, we got to hear from Cashman, though, right? Because Cashman is the guy that every Yankee fan, every Yankee fan loves. I know Yankee fans that are such big admirers of Brian Cashman. They actually have posters. Like, who's your favorite player? You put a poster in your room. They don't have Aaron Judge or Garrett. No, they have posters of Brian Cashman. They love him that much. That was funny, actually. Here's Brian before today's game. He was asked if he's happy with the offensive approach. I think that when you are struggling, you search for a lot, you tinker a lot. Sometimes you double down, triple down until you can get through it. But that's where trying, I think, as your support group, your manager, your coaches, you know, the level-headed side of this thing is, is that much more important. You know, experience does matter. You know, it's not their first rodeo, meaning our, you know, veteran hitters. So they understand the ebbs and flow of the game and how difficult it can be. And am I happy with their approach? I'm happy with their commitment. I'm happy with their care. And ultimately, I know I'll be happy with their end results. But right now, obviously, we're struggling. We just got to fight through it. I, I mean, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Commitment and care are one thing. But isn't this like a results-based business, it's sports. Don't we keep score? Who scores the most runs? There's a winner and a loser at the end. Like, to me, that, that, that sounds like Little League stuff. If you lose, we're all going to go out for ice cream. If you win, you'll still get ice cream. But if you lose, you're going to get ice cream. You're going to get the participation trophy. I like their effort and their commitment. Okay, great. You know what? I got a couple of days off next week. If you want to give me the Major League per diem, I'll show you effort and commitment for a couple of days. I might not hit the ball. Certainly not what you would expect from a Major Leaguer. But you know what? Give me a uniform. I'll go out there. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Oh, my God. That's got to be music to Yankee fans' ears, does it not? So, Brian, why aren't you pushing the panic button? Despite the fact you guys can't score any runs, you can't beat the Red Sox, why are you not pushing the panic button? I've been through these wars enough. you got to deal with the ups and downs the same way got a really good team when we're flying high and playing the way we're capable of right now we haven't been doing that and so it looks bad it feels bad it tastes bad and no one likes losing so i understand why the fans are upset and not happy with how it's playing out but there's a long way to go and we intend to to make sure we do what's necessary to get where we need to be notwithstanding what we're going through right now that's with the injuries and the the lack of performance you know in, in some cases well all the fans that are frustrated Just know that the Yankee general manager, he hears your concerns. Listen, it's a long year. It's a grind. 
I know there's frustration outside. I can promise you there's frustration inside, but that doesn't change the fact that we've got a lot of belief in who we have here and what they're capable of. So, you know, they've got our support, and we're going to grind through it with them. Uh, well, we take the slings and arrows that are deservedly coming because of the current stretch we're on, and ultimately we're just going to fight through it. And, and in the end, I think, uh, you know, I think we'll be where we need to be. Josh Donaldson's another hot topic. Josh Donaldson is not delivered this year. Josh Donaldson's barely played, to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, you can't even make this up. Josh Donaldson has eight hits this year. Eight. Six of them are home runs, at least. Right? So, I mean, at least he's semi-productive when he steps into the batter's box. But think about how far away it's been and how long it's been since Josh Donaldson was like a legitimate guy in that lineup that the opposing team has to fear. What, probably... That one year he was with the Atlanta Braves, which was, what, pre-COVID? What was that, like 19? I mean, that's a long, long time ago. Now, I don't know if Josh Donaldson is still on this team and they're still trotting him out there and doing all these other things because, in a lot of ways, Brian Cashman and the Yankees want to feel validated for that trade. You know, kind of like the conspiracy theory that Met fans feel about Daniel Vogelback still being run into that lineup, even though that acquisition as a whole has been a complete and utter bust. But can Josh Donaldson still be a productive bat for you, Brian? I'd like to get him some really consistent at bats before we try to, you know, assess what's going on. Obviously, last year he had a subpar offensive season, but prior to that, he's always been an above-average offensive player. This year, obviously, he got out of the gates looking good, and then uh, then he got hurt, and then he re-aggravated his injury. So he's been down for a long period of time. So I'd like to get him some runway here uh, where he can get some consistent bats and then get on a roll and be in a better position to judge. He's 37 years old. You know. He's 37 years old. Like, realistically, as you get older, this ain't the 90s anymore. This isn't the pharmacy era of Major League Baseball. As you get older, your performance is going to decline. You're going to have a harder time staying healthy and staying on the field. Why should you expect any different from Josh Donaldson? And lastly, because we have to throw this in there for context, what was it, a couple of weeks ago where Anthony Volpe was a hot topic on one of these shows, right, and the fact that he's not producing, why is he still up here? Yankee fans are already done with him. He doesn't even have any business batting ninth, right? Let alone even being in there each and every day. So what about the rookie shortstop? When we made the decision to go with Volpe and he earned that right with his play, we stated it was a long-term commitment that we were going to go with him and allow him to And so right now, obviously, we need our offense to do better, but but ultimately we're not relying, per se, on one of the rookies to be filling in a gap so to speak. So I think that's why Hal Steimer spoke a little bit more earlier about this offense is going to be geared up if the people that we're more used to seeing are doing what they're more capable of doing and allows like the younger guys to kind of tuck in and find their way eventually. He'll get his sea legs under him. We have no doubt about that. He'll join the party as a contributing member more so than not. He's contributing us in smaller ways, but there's obviously a bigger portion of his game that we look forward to seeing as the season plays on. But we're not shying away from Anthony Volpe. We believe in him. We're invested in him. And we know that there's a payoff there for us as long as we walk that tightrope with him. What does that mean, like a contributing member? Like it's a social club and he pays his dues, right? He's a contributing – what is that? He's in the union? I, I, I don't get that. Look – the leash is always going to be a little bit longer for a kid like this. He's going to get probably at least the next month before you, the Yankees are really going to start to question his presence in this lineup. 
If the Yankees are still scuffling a little bit and they realize that if we want to make a run at this thing, we need to go acquire an impact bat, well, August 1st is the trade deadline. Volpe is going to get the next month plus to prove that he should still be the guy each and every day at shortstop. And I'm not talking about they're giving up for him. If, you know, if, if they decide to go to another alternative, that they're going to give up on him permanently. This is only a short-term thing. You know, think about what the Jets are spinning about Zach Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson, we still believe in him. Didn't work out for him the first couple of years, but we still have hope for him in the future. Even though Aaron Rodgers is here right now because we want to win, we're not giving up on Zach, and we hope that when Aaron Rodgers leaves, Zach will still be our guy. Same thing going to happen with Anthony Volpe? Maybe yes, maybe no. Only time will tell. But you know what? If he starts swinging the bat, that'll leave one concern, at least, that the Yankees are going to have as they move forward through the summer. 800-919-3776, telephone number. We'll talk Mets when we return. Hey, they had a laugher last night. What are the chances of that? Could they dare make it two in a row? We'll get into it. Cross the show till 10, 98.7 ESPN. That was funny, actually. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yankee bats coming to life. Maybe the little pep talk we gave them. Maybe it rubbed off and news got to the Bronx. I don't know, but they got a 3 nothing lead here in the second inning over the Seattle Mariners. Billy McKinney. Two-run shot to right center field. Look at that. There you go. Bomb, 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 bomb. Yankees got the Mariners number. What do you want? You know, nothing more, nothing less. They figured this team out this year. And it's a good thing for the Yankees that they got a couple of more with this team for the rest of the week. Maybe they'll put a couple of more wins on the board until they await the return of the super secret injury to Aaron Judge. That Yankees don't want to divulge exactly what the heck is wrong. As far as the Mets are concerned, though, you know what? Consider me fooled. Consider me surprised, right? I didn't think there was any way, and you know what, that that type of game that they won last night was going to be possible with the way they had played over the weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals, right? And, and you know what? Cardinals should send the Mets, you know, like a gift basket or something because the Cardinals have now awoken after uh, the slumber that they've been in for two and a half months. I guess the Mets... And seeing them in the other dugout got them going because yesterday they moved on to Washington and the Nationals are crummy, right? But they fell behind 5 nothing early in the game. They came back and scratched out an 8-6 win. Tonight they're already out to a 2 nothing lead. Watch the Cardinals turn this thing around. And they can all point to that Mets series to where their fortunes got better. I mean, the Cardinals are in last place right now in the National League Central. They're only eight games out of first place because the division is terrible. 
Cincinnati right now is in first place. And look, they, don't get me wrong. The Reds are a great story. They're an exciting young team. Talent up the wazoo. Cheap talent because they're all young players. They won nine in a row. The Reds are the only first place team in the sport that has a negative run differential. Just goes to show you how bad these two central divisions are, both in the American League and the National League. But another story for another time. With the Mets last night, obviously, the most encouraging takeaway from that game was Max Scherzer. And the fact that he went eight innings and pitched the longest outing of his Mets career. They needed it in the worst way. That bullpen was exhausted. And not only that, forget about the bullpen. I mean, if you told me that Max Scherzer was only going to pitch six innings last night and he would have had to call on a couple of more relievers, but if he pitched six innings and gave you the same type of outing that he got last night, you would have been satisfied. Because I don't want to sound like a broken record, but let's face it, the Mets are not winning anything this year if Scherzer and Verlander are not Scherzer and Verlander. And the way Max got tattooed against the Yankees and couldn't even make it into the fourth inning that day, That's a problem, and there have been far too many of those this year from him. Hanging sliders left and right. The stuff tends to dissipate once he gets to the second time of the batting order. Last night, there was no evidence of that. And I understand the Astros are a little bit banged up right now. No excuses. You go out there, and you face the team, and you face the lineup that is on hand. So first and foremost, what about the performance of that slider in particular? Just execution, location. Got through that pitch better and was able to pitch with it and keep it for the most part where I wanted to tonight. You know, when I can pitch with that pitch, it allows me to use the other pitch as well. Albie and I, Albie did a great job of sequencing the curveball, sequencing the changeup. Uh, and when I can pitch with all my pitches, uh, you know, that's when I'm at my best. And we can, you know, go through lineups multiple times through, especially third time through. Keep the sequences, you know, different. You know, and that's where, you know, getting a flow with Albie, uh, you know, that's when good things happen. And what adjustments did you make after that Yankee performance? Yeah, this, this was an interesting one. You know, after the Atlanta start, uh, I didn't like where my changeup was at. Uh, and I made a little tweak to my changeup, and I felt like I found my changeup. Uh, I just applied that tweak, that little adjustment to my slider. Well, that adjustment to the slider, you know, screwed everything up for the Yankee start. So I just went back and un- undid that change, and, you know, that's it. And lastly, let's hear from the manager here about Max Scherzer's outing last night. Big for the team. I think the, the- – the satisfaction he's going to get out of that is what it did for our, our, our bullpen. And, you know, we're in, we're in a real need to get deep in that game. For him to go eight innings, that was uh, pretty special in a lot of ways. That's good to see. He was, uh, you know, he had three pitches he could go to and change some shapes on. A lot of strikes, a lot of early outs. Not a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, not stress. Just sometimes making pitches, not walking people, getting outs early in the count. And, you know, bodes for a you know, good offense, usually. Well, I, I mean, usually it does. Usually. But unfortunately, usually has not been the norm for the Mets this year. It has been a grind. It has been a struggle. But nevertheless, see, it always, I, don't, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I, it always kind of, when a team goes out there, like last night, right, they want to laugh or they put 11 runs on the board. When they kept tacking on, tacking on, tacking on runs, especially in the ninth inning, you're sitting there and you're almost saying to yourself, wait, pump the brakes a little bit. Save some of these runs for the next day. Because generally, when you have an offensive explosion like the Mets did last night, tonight will be the night where they can't buy a run. And you wish you could have carried over some of those runs last night that you didn't really need because the pitcher was dominant and he only allowed one run to the opposition. But 
We'll see. I mean, Framber Valdez tonight, he's legit. This dude can pitch. You know, he is now the Astros' Justin Verlander with Verlander pitching for the other team here. He is a tough customer, and the Mets are going to have to be on their game tonight to be able to make it two straight victories. Alvarez is in the lineup tonight. That's good news. Remember, they were a little concerned with the uh, foul tip that he got there off the hand. There Took- you go, yeah! Yeah, he's in the lineup. He's in the lineup, but we'll see how he fares. Mets need as much help as possible because they got some ground to make up, and they got to make up for some lost times here. And I look, again, I am not as optimistic maybe as some others are. If you're asking me right now, do I think the Mets are a playoff team? I'd probably give it no better than a 50-50 shot. Because every time you wanted to get excited about what they're doing and every time you wanted to believe that maybe things were turning the corner, they give you a reality check. And they disappoint you. Right? And they have another uninspiring performance like they did over the weekend against one of the worst teams in baseball this year in the St. Louis Cardinals. Now you go to Houston... You see what happens, right? But there's going to be another huge test for them after they get out of Houston because they're going to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is now starting to turn things around and playing like the team that we thought we were going to see this year, right? The team that was in the World Series back in October. Phillies are playing the Braves, by the way. That is a big series over the next couple of days uh, as a little precursor for the New York Mets. So if Philly takes care of Atlanta, and then they got the Mets coming in, that is going to be a tough out for this baseball team. But nevertheless, look, they stopped the bleeding temporarily. Little mini Band-Aid. I don't think that you feel good, you feel confident, or anything like that. They just did what they had to do. Nothing more and nothing less. And they need as many as those as possible here. 800-919-3776. And you know what? Scherzer doing his thing last night. Verlander, if he could go out there tonight to kind of piggyback off of what Scherzer gave you, the two future Hall of Famers, giving you some life, giving you what you paid for. If you're Steve Cohen for $43 million a year, that is what this is all about. Because I don't know if you could sit here and say it's still early anymore. Am I right? I mean, we're 72 games into the season. In another week, we're at the halfway point. Then it's really not early any longer. Then you're starting to already firmly be in the conversation of, are we buying? Are we selling? Who's legit? Who's not legit? Who's a contender? Who's a pretender? So all that it's early stuff, I think, has fallen by the wayside. Now it's time to stop the excuses and win games. Whether it's the Mets with their oversized payroll, whether it's the Yankees with all the offensive woes that they've inherited with Aaron Judge out of the lineup, it's time to start winning games as I said you look around the rest of baseball there are teams with a whole lot less doing a whole lot more than both of these clubs are doing right now you know what's the excuse that the San Francisco Giants are using you mean to tell me on paper the Giants have a more talented team than both the Mets and the Yankees they had a four nothing deficit last night against the Padres and Michael Waka who's actually been pitching pretty darn well for San Diego they come from behind they win the game in extra innings. They've won eight in a row right now, and they're eight games over 500. What's their excuse? Who the hell scares you in the San Francisco Giants lineup? The Marlins, right? How about the Marlins? 11 games over 500 with a minuscule payroll. I know they got Luis Arise, and you know what? All he does is get five hits a night, it seems like, and he's hitting 400. I get it. But... Louisa Rise was gettable. You know, and he wasn't going to cost you $40 million a year either. 
And the Marlins, who have the reigning Cy Young Award winner in the National League in Sandy Alcantara, he stinks this year. He's got a 5 ERA. If I would have told you in spring training, hey, Marlins are 11 games over 500. They're in second place in the National League East. You would have thought Alcantara was on his way to probably a second straight Cy Young. Nope. Not even close. Which makes it even more unexplainable. But that's why you got to play the games. 800-919-3776 is the number. We come back. We'll get into some basketball here pretty soon. Prominent member of the Knickerbockers speaking out for the first time since the season ended. And you know what? Gives the thumbs up as to where this program is heading. Is he right? Grasa Show. We roll till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yanks out to a 3-0 lead over the M's Mets. Going to get going here. Game two of their series against the Strohs coming up. At the top of the hour. This just came down here a little while ago. You know, we got on the subject of football. Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins, reportedly under investigation for an alleged assault down in Miami. How about that? Accused of hitting a worker at a local marina. That according to uh, News 10 in Miami. Hill allegedly hit the man who works for a uh, boat charter company after some kind of disagreement. Interesting. Investigation is ongoing. Can't say that I'm shocked. I, I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill has a little bit of history when it comes to these type of things, going back to his collegiate days. Um, and that was one of the things that, you know, when the Jets were supportedly, reportedly in consideration or in talks to maybe bring him aboard, and when he ultimately chose the Dolphins there, people were like, oh, how, how big of a loss do you think that is? Uh, not really, because how do I know how it's going to play itself out? You know, especially a guy like Tyreek Hill going back home to Miami. Things were great the first year, right? On the field, off the field, everybody was on their best behavior. But now he's, you know, he's back home. You know, comfortable surroundings, people, friends, entourage, the whole nine yards. You know, you hope something like this isn't true. But could I say I'm surprised if it is? Probably not. 
Probably not. Did you see Victor Wembanyama at the Yankee game tonight? Number one pick in the draft coming up on Thursday. Well over seven feet tall. He's going to go to the San Antonio Spurs. The next great generational player. Throughout the first pitch. Yeah. Throughout the first pitch. There's a picture going around, too, of him holding the baseball. And his massive fingers are just covering the baseball, making it look as if it's like a golf ball in his hands. It's almost like disturbing. That's how big he is. Have you ever seen someone make a fist while holding a baseball? Is that what he was doing? I mean, like that's exactly what it is. He was making a fist holding a baseball, and was still able to make the fist because the ball was almost like shrunk into size. So he threw out the first pitch. Now, his day job is basketball, and he's really good at it, and he's supposedly going to have a fantastic career in the NBA. But as far as his first pitch was concerned, it was a little outside. Now, it wasn't as bad as some of the classic first pitches. Over the years, it wasn't going to go into the Hall of Fame, though. You know, he got it to the plate. It was just inaccurate. Just a bit outside. Fair. Absolutely. Uh, So before the game tonight, Victor spoke with Meredith Morakovitz on the Yes Network, and she asked him what he thinks of Yankee Stadium. Uh, it looks good. It looks great, especially the, the location, you know, in the city. Uh, I, actually, I, I came here with the subway, with the train. It was a really nice experience. See, now, Victor... Don't let Victor think for a second, a second, that this is the same Yankee Stadium as the one that Babe Ruth played in. Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, all those guys. That's the first thing Victor has to know. It's not the same place. It's a different building. There's no history in this building. The only history in this Yankee Stadium is Mark Teixeira and A.J. Burnett. From 2009, that is it. They got one stinking championship in this building. The other Yankee Stadium is a parking lot. Is this a hectic period in your life? Oh, yeah, yeah. So going, everything going so fast. You know, I just landed yesterday from France. It's, uh, I'm just, I just feel extremely lucky to be here, you know. And lastly, how is he with a bat in his hands? Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I, I'm sure I'm going I'm to do the first pitch. I hope I'm going to be good. <laughs> You're not nervous at all, are you? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, I'm confident. But you think about, forget about the baseball stuff. You think about the pressure that's on a guy like Victor Wembanyama. Like, he's, he's a can't miss, right? He's the golden goose, the chosen one, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. And the only thing that could stand in this kid's way of being the next great thing is probably injury. And you hope that he could stay healthy because he's a freakish talent. And to be able to have that on display for the next 15-plus years, you hope, in the NBA, basketball fans are going to be the ones that are going to enjoy it. But I wonder what that's like because, like, everybody is expecting just nothing short of greatness. Like, you have to produce. You have to go out there and live up to all of these lofty expectations. You have one bad game, people are going to start to ask questions and wonder, why not? Why wasn't he good? I think the worst part about it, though, is that now you're talking about the Spurs, who in all probability are going to be part of the NBA elite again. And I thought we had passed that. Like, the Spurs getting good again and being on a championship level again would be, I don't know, 
Like, imagine the next great quarterback prospect. You know, Caleb Williams. Okay, let's just say Caleb Williams, the kid from USC, who's going to be the number one pick in the, what year are we in now, in the 2024 draft. It's like Caleb Williams going first overall to the New England Patriots. And you're like, okay, we just got done with that for 20 years. And the Spurs were probably the closest thing to the Patriots in the NBA. Right? When you had Duncan, you had all those other guys, then you went from Duncan to Kawhi for a little bit. Like, the Spurs were always in the conversation for two decades. And now the Patriot thing, you finally put that to rest, and they're not a championship-caliber team anymore, but then they're going to go get the hot-shot quarterback prospect next year and go right back to where they were. I hope not. Knock on wood. All right, good first hour. We come back. Talk some Knicks and a prominent Nick speaking out about the direction of the franchise. We'll get into those comments coming up. Grasser Show till 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>